essence of life is to serve others and do good. What a great quote by Aristotle. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of HEAL. We have a great guest coming um, to us today. Her name is Liza Florida. I love your name. And (laughs) she is here to tell us about how she has overcome some personal issues um, to help serve others. So tell us, Liza, first of all, don't tell us anything. I just want to say welcome. I forgot to say welcome. I'm just excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and thanks for being here. And uh, Brittany's here too, everyone. I'm back. Hello. I haven't gone anywhere. Just been super busy. Sorry, guys. Woohoo. I get the pleasure of having Brittany on this one. This is special. This is like very a, rare. Yeah, it is rare. I think the next like three episodes, it's just me and it's, it's I was not struggling. And we had great guests, but it's just hard to not have my little sidekick. Oh, I missed it. I don't think you did. <laughs> well, welcome, Liza. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Now, I know that you had founded the 8 Billion Project. Is that what it's called? 8 Billion Project? Yes. I can't wait correct. to hear about so, it. So, yes, it's the 8 Billion. Well, it's 8 Billion um, it's a podcast, so it's eight and then it's spelled E-I-G-H-T for anyone that's listening and would like to look it up. So it yeah, is the we- podcast just called 8 Billion, but as a, as a brand, I call it 8 Billion Project. Nice. I can't wait to hear more about that. I'm guessing that is how you serve people now and how you want to help people now. Absolutely. <laughs> but we really want to hear a little bit about your how you got here. So tell us a little bit about your past and um, how, how we, we, how you, became who you are now? Well, gosh, that's going to be a long story, but it's I'm okay. going to try and condense it into, you can, you can talk it, as long I'm going to try and stick to the heel, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Honor <laughs> your past. Well, you know, thank you so much for having me on. I am of course, Lisa Florida. So I know, don't worry because it's the way it's spelled. So that is, that always happens. So it's, I yeah, should have asked you first though. No, you're totally fine. I go by Liza, Lisa, Lisa. I go by all of those. People call me Lisa too sometimes, and I'm not sure how they got that from my name, but. Right? right? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you could spell it any way nowadays and, Mm -hmm. and it goes, but the, the cool thing is my last name is Florida, like the state. Mm -hmm. So that is really cool. Yeah. You sound like a movie star. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? It was in the more recent times I've been hearing that. And I was like, wow, maybe it is just, I said, maybe it's this time frame that I was only meant to be a podcast host because I would have yeah. never dreamed of it. Never in a million years. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah. So I, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Well, I, on the suburbs of Los Angeles in Cerritos. So I'm from Southern California and I currently reside in Orange County right now. So oh, very nice. Um, for those people who don't probably know where Orange County is, it's the county where Disneyland is in California, <laughs> right? That's all you so need to know. <laughs> 
And I've had a career in real estate since the age of 18. So about 23 years now. Um, it was a family business that was started by my mom and we specialize in, um, in specialized assets. So mm -hmm. when I say specialized assets, we talk about short sales, foreclosures, pre-foreclosures. And I've had that career, you know, most of my lifetime with the, with the exception, I have to admit it was in a straight 23 years. I've had my in-betweens and that's why I'm on the heel podcast. <laughs> We can't wait to hear about it. How did it all start? What, what, what has, what's happened in your past to help you to get to where you are now? Well, actually, you know, fast forward, I would say the biggest part of my spiritual awakening started in 2008. So I'm going to fast forward. I mean, I've had a series of so many different things I've gone, you know, I was, I was get this. I was, I think I was, um, I started a relationship, got pregnant, got married, had the baby and separated and divorced in less than two years. Oh my that God. probably <laughs> might have been the first thing that triggered it. That's yeah. so hard. How did you do that? On your, did you yeah. and did you raise your son? Well, you know, I come or? from a, yeah. You know, my my ethnicity is Filipino, so we're very like tribal and very close knit. Yeah. You know, so even though I was a single mom, and his dad would stayed active in his life, so that one, I you know, that part I'm really grateful for. So if his dad ever comes across this podcast, <laughs> I'm like yes, he was still active in his life. We just were not. We just were not together as a married right, couple. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, like I was saying, that probably if I look back, even was prior to 2008. And um, that kind of put my life in probably a little bit of a tailspin, I should say. Yeah. Maybe little is a, you know, <laughs> is an under. Um, but what, what I was saying is um, that probably triggered it without me knowing it. You know, and then it led to, you know, personal development. But in 2008 is when I, I first had my first, like, really where my spiritual awakening and journey started. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I was saying, going back to that, I didn't know at the time going through all that difficulty, it would, you know, it would all bundle up, you know, and then I found myself as a single mom, but I still had a very strong mother who was very influential in my life. So on top of that, it was like being, you know, that daughter to a very strong businesswoman, and then also being a single mother and not even anticipating that I would have reached that. Like even, I think my son was only 10 months old. Yeah. 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 So that was really, that was difficult part, you know, um, for me to swallow. And then of course I started like personal development and mm -hmm. then it started really with like reading books first, but then I, you know, I came across, um, an organization called Sci seminars, which is people synergistically involved. And they had a series of, you know, personal development seminars that I attended. And I think that's what I was saying. All of that was a catalyst mm -hmm. to my spiritual awakening in 2008. And for me, what ended up happening is because I was in real estate, if as many of you guys would know as the mortgage meltdown, Yeah. when everyone... Say. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I feel like 2008, that's a tricky time to be in real estate anyway. So it's mm -hmm. like, not only are you going through all this, you lived like a whole life in two years, but now there's like an economic recession looming in the distance. I'm nervous. <laughs> right. I know. That's another story. That'll probably happen in the last of this podcast that we can talk about. But interestingly enough, like, 
it was interesting ladies because we had done really well in real estate. We were making a lot of money as a family business, but then my personal life was falling apart. Right. And then of course we automatically go into this recession mm-hmm. and now everyone is losing everything, right? Including mm-hmm. all the people we probably put in into a home, maybe even a year or two years prior to that. Mm-hmm. And then for us too, we, you know, being in real estate, we invested a lot. So at the same time, like, you know, all of the, you know, everything that we earned was going out in mortgage payments, mortgage payments were doubling and tripling. Mm -hmm. Everyone was crying to us about helping them save their homes. It was just an absolute frenzy during that time. Yeah. And your sense of security and foundation of, of, of safety must have felt like it just fell right out from underneath you. It absolutely did. It was just like the rug being pulled out from underneath you and you're trying to make any reason of everything, anything going on. And you're just kind of going with the flow, you know, surviving. Yes. That, and that's what ended up happening. But in, you know, fortunately, like I told you, we are, we were specialized agent. I mean, uh, foreclosure agents. Mm -hmm. So on top of us being able to have done real estate on such a high volume, because my mother had been through several markets, she was very well versed in short sales and foreclosures. So what ended up happening was we all just kind of switched roles. Oh yeah. You just pivoted. (laughs) And instead of the clients being our clients, right. And selling their homes. Now the banks were our clients. So we were fortunate in that respect, but internally my life was in turmoil. So everyone could look on the outside and be like, Oh, you guys are so fortunate because it it is very, a small percentage of people that can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, you know, represent like six banks, including the big banks, like bank of America, Wells Fargo. But like I said, everything for me internally was, was, in turmoil. So one, you know, your sense of security is going down, but you're still like, we can do it to the banks, right? (laughs) Like we can represent you. And then everyone around you, sense of security is going down and then they're depending on you to represent them well, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's a make or break for them, especially Mm -hmm. when we now are going to the banks and asking for an approval on a short sale. Mm -hmm. So like I said, and then on top of that, you know, my marriage had fallen apart. I was already separated from his father. I was raising a little child. There's just so many expectations. And I think that's what it was. It was everyone having their eyes on us and having these expectations. And then you feeling like you can't break because you're trying to portray this picture perfect image. Right. And it's really hard to, to raise a child on your own. And, and it's, you never know if you're making the right decisions. Um, and yeah. you do the best that you can. And then when they become an adult, you're like, well, there's all the mistakes that I made when you see, you know, <laughs> yes. not you, Brittany, you're perfect. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Brittany, you're the exception to the rule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, you're like, oh no, like yeah. sometimes you just, it's a lot of pressure. It's a yeah. lot of pressure. It's tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. You really and- have to forgive yourself for a lot of those things too, you know, because yes. you did the best with what you had. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, coming from like, you know, and, and I think a lot of people will test it depending on like what culture, you know, everyone wants to, they, they have really good intentions, but they're also parenting your, your child. So oftentimes I felt like my son was my little brother because right. we we're all, you know what I mean? We're it's all a in blessing. the same It's a blessing, but it's also a curse, not, not a Absolutely. curse, but it's also hard because you do want yeah. to be the 
the parent and um, you have a lot of people around helping and you have to accept their help. And then with that comes their opinions and their suggestions (laughs) and and it's okay. Yeah. It is with the best intentions. They do. It is with the best intentions. I mean, coming up this far. Yeah. You're trying to prove yourself as the, you know, I I can do this. I'm the mom. And, and I don't know if that's just me. (laughs) I was going to say this story sounds very familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had a lot of um, my mom's sisters around me growing up and it was like, um, you know, I would spend like summers with my aunt Ginny and sometimes I'd spend weekends with my aunt Kathy, you know, obviously, cause she was working a lot and providing for us. And it's, I never really kind of thought about it that way. Like how weird it must've been, you know, to have to share your little kid with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, it was, it was helpful because I did have to work and who else is going to watch you. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So thankful I had family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it is. And I, and you know, for me, it's a fine line, right? Because once they start helping, then it's almost like they're always helping and then they're taking the motherly role. Mm-hmm. And then your, your son is looking at you like, who's the mom, right? So <laughs> then there was also that distinction too, that was happening. So, so yeah. much was happening in my life. Yeah. And then of course I found a little bit of, you know, I found some solace in going to the personal development seminars, you know, what where sort they of teach- things did they teach you there that, that you felt, um, was it, uh, was it traditional? What was it? What kind of self-development was it? So what's really interesting about Psy seminars is they teach from all, they teach from all five senses. So you, you, the basic is, it's called the basic and it's a three-day weekend and they teach from all five senses. So they'll do different exercises, right? And they'll do anything from, you know, getting in a group of five and talking about affirmations and Mm -hmm. talking, you know, you'll, you'll partner up and one will talk down to you and you're talking, you know, you're talking back and saying, I'm good enough. And I'm, it's very basic things, but it was very, it was very eye-opening at the end because it was once you put all, you know, there was so many, a series of exercises and they would ramp up to the biggest, you know, the biggest exercise, which was, you know, you had to really take a look at how you operated as an individual. Mm -hmm. And that was huge. Yeah. Because you would be almost, you'd realize you were operating so unconsciously or subconsciously that you didn't even know the programs that, that were ruling your life over That's and right. over. That's right. Yeah. Your beliefs, your mindset, all of that stuff is just so deeply in, um, ingrained in us until you start looking at it and wondering why you have those beliefs and that mm-hmm. mindset. Um, that's the only time you can can fix it if you choose to. And so, yeah, bringing it all out into the open like that is pretty cool. Sounds like a cool program. It was a cool program. And, you know, I was like, I think I can share this one called black. It's the very last game. It was the very last game before in, in our last night, before we went into graduation, it was called the black and red. And without going into like the details of it, we broke up into two teams and it was about like this, you know, like this competition, right? And what you see at the end is each of everyone was trying to win, whether it was the black or red team, and they were trying to win at all costs. Mm -hmm. And so at the very end, the facilitator was like, can he goes like, let's, you know, stop because the, the, the lesson in the end wasn't about winning. It was like, oh, if you equally contributed, both would have, I mean, the, the way that it worked or the, the, uh, the way that the game worked was if everyone equally contributed 
both would win. Mm-hmm. But always in life, you were always looking for a winner or a loser. It was like always someone had to lose. So they were asking us on a deeper level, is that your contribution to the world? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> you have <laughs> like, to work together to get ahead. Yeah. I love that. And and we are seeing that in these times right now. Right? Oh, yeah. We are one in essence. Yeah. But we feel very separate. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? So that just to give you guys a little bit of a, a you know, uh, a taste of what it was like to go through that personal development seminar. And then so is after that the that, only, is that the, oh, go ahead. Were you just going to continue? I was going to ask, is that the only work that you had done towards personal development or is there more? Yeah, no, that was, I think I had done my first class in 2006. So that actually made sense that right after I separated, I, that was the first thing that I had done. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I'd call that a spiritual awakening yet for me. Mm-hmm. In 2000, so there's more, Brittany. Oh yeah, there is more. <laughs> I'm all like, <laughs> so excited. Spirit, spiritual more. awakenings can be really scary. Yeah, they can because like then, everything's coming to an end when in actuality it is because it's, it's something really better just the, beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. it's scary. It's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I know because like, you know, I could see it sometimes in either friends or people I know. I was like, oh, you're going through it. But you know that if they do take the journey, it's so beautiful, but mm-hmm. not many will continue it because it's so painful. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So what happened after 2006 as we approach your... So it was really cool is now, you know, after personal development, you're aware of your programs or you think you are, but then of course, right? Life, you know, after you get out of it, you just go back to life and it's, you know, it's just like you have to consciously... Yeah, it's just easier to go back to your old ways. Exactly. Awareness is huge. So consciously always, you know, checking in with yourself. And probably by the time it hit 2008, and then this whole frenzy happens, right? And then another thing that I didn't even realize too was collective energy. Mm-hmm. One thing I was, wasn't even aware of up until maybe just a few years ago was that I was an empath. Oh. And so I, was, I didn't realize that growing up, I was absorbing everyone's energy yeah. and not knowing that it could be either my own or someone else projecting at me. So it wasn't until, of course, I I know we'll talk about the second half, but it wasn't until I started doing energy work that I start realizing, well, not everything I have or everything that's happening in me is my energy. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the most liberating things once you realize it. Absolutely. And when you can determine whether or not it is. Whether it is, right? Yeah, it takes away a lot of anxiety, I think, and a lot of emotions and depression and a lot of that in people who who, do, who, who are empaths. It's just so hard because you, you think it's yours, you take it on like it's yours and you mm-hmm. hold on to it. <laughs> no, and then, and then in some cases you get medically diagnosed and then go into prescription. Yeah. When yeah. later on you start to realize, oh, wow, I could naturally heal myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that happened. And then what it was, I think in 2008 is I, you know, I started returning because when you do, when you take the the personal development seminars, it's, it's for lifetime. So if you complete it, you can always go back to refresh. Mm -hmm. And as I started going back, I started meeting new people, but people that I would meet were like really interesting because they were life coaches. Mm -hmm. Another guy was a shaman. And then 
Yeah. So it was really, but I was going through such inner turmoil and I would, you know, sometimes they say, you know, like when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Well, that's what I was just going to say something about the shaman. It's as if you were ready for that. You manifested something in your life that you needed at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So shaman appeared and I was like, oh, you know, just because, and he goes, I think you're ready. I think you're ready. And I was like, ready for what? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what he was, he he would notice is I'm ready for my awakening. But even life coaches were telling me, oh, energy. I was like, what's energy? You know, even then I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. And so it became that, but really what really triggered it was, I mean, another thing that was really big for me is I took a trip home to the Philippines in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I really saw the disparity between our lives here in the United States and a third world country. Mm -hmm. And I said this, if my parents didn't migrate to the United States, I said, I could have easily been one of these kids. And at that time, because I was surrounded by so many people losing their homes, I was asking that deeper question, like, is there more to life than what I'm experiencing right now? Right. Yeah. And then when I saw that in the Philippines, then I started, you know, through a series of just remembering things, I said, okay, let's be present. Let's, let's, let me sit down with you. Let me honor you as a soul you know, as opposed to like human beings identified as whatever we're attached to, whether it's the money, you know, the, you know, the career or all these things that we think are the most important things. And now we're going to be going backwards as we move forward in the future. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's the very basic. Um, I, I always, okay. So I've been saying this lately, not always. And, and I'm like, um, I've actually said it on my podcast, so it's it's on record that <laughs> <laughs> we. Have, I know I'm building up to this big thing. That's not going to be anything, <laughs> but um, we're just one big ball of energy, light, love, and healing. And until we realize that and return back to that, we have we have lessons that we have to learn until then. And then mm-hmm. once we figure that out, we just turn back into this big ball of love and energy, light, and go bright. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I hope what I so. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, well, I heard can, you can achieve that. You just, I know. you know, mm-hmm. do some, some work. Mm-hmm. And and it's crazy how sometimes like for me, the journey was over 10, close to 15, like 10, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people now are just completely getting it. You know what I mean? Well, it, it depends, I guess, where, you know, where they're getting their, their, their teachings from. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that you mentioned the collective and I think that people are now becoming more aware of, of it in general. And the moment that you know something, you can't unknow it. Mm -hmm. So once you see the truth and know it, it's your truth now. So once you realize that you're here to help people, then that's what you do because you can't undo that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really cool how, you know, people nowadays are way more open to learning about this kind of thing. You know, even when I was a kid growing up, I don't even think I knew anybody who knew anything about energy healing. You know, like when my mom first started getting into it, even then I was like, well, what is all this, you know? And the fact that it's way more mainstream now, I think is going to be supremely beneficial for the human race in general, you know? Yes. So it's meant to be, it's meant to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
So tell me more about the energy part of your awakening in the shaman. Oh, so actually for him, it wasn't him that I learned the energy part. It was just yeah. more of like through him and life coaches, they were saying, everything is energy, like E equals MC square, or you know what I'm saying, right? So they got Albert Einstein on me. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? But I, I didn't even realize everything down to your thought forms, every single piece of word or whatever it is, right? Everything yep. you do is energy. Yeah. And now, you, now I could see the interconnectedness of the human race mm -hmm. because you could literally be thinking of someone. Now that I feel like I'm so connected to source, I feel like, I mean, you guys would, would I, what I feel like I'm tripping out because they're miracles. What other people are saying is you're so connected to source. That's the way it's supposed mm -hmm. to be, right? Like mm -hmm. you could be thinking of someone. And little do you know, you know, like they're thinking of you or well, you're creating, you're creating that your thoughts are the energy that are that is creating that so thoughts are things. That's why yeah. we have to be so careful of our thoughts. Absolutely. <laughs> Even moment after moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And so taking the trip to the Philippines was my big humanitarian heart. And I was just like, I know what I want to do. I want to help all these little children and single mothers in the Philippines. And I just want to, you know, I just wanted to go gung-ho. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're in so much pain, the only way out of pain is through love. And my only way out of that was displaying my love. Mm -hmm. Little did I know years down the line that it would have to first start internally yeah. before you can externally give it. Absolutely. So it's been, it is, this is quite a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love this story. I mean, aren't they amazing stories? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the common thread um, from all the people that I've interviewed so far in the podcast is once they started looking inward and realizing that it has to come from you first, then they could go and help others. Um, and, and a lot of the people that I've interviewed um, have also helped others before helping themselves. And they knew that that wasn't that was too much. It was too much for them giving too much of their own energy and not receiving. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important to start with yourself as, as selfish as that sounds or feels it's not. Mm. No, it's actually yeah. the key. In fact, everything on the exterior will, will work itself out. So it makes you go within. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I'll tell you that part of what made me turn within. All right, it, let's take a real quick break and then we'll, we'll talk about how you went within. <laughs> Love that. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're so excited to continue this story. Um, so please be our guest. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so we left you guys with a cliffhanger of... <laughs> Really I was good. searching for love in all the wrong places exteriorly oh, until I had to realize I turned within. Yeah. <laughs> now I know where to look. Well, mm. here's what's interesting. So I tried, you know, I, I actually really tried to put some effort. I returned to the Philippines um, and worked on some projects. And I think I was able, I wanted to stay one year, but of course I had a son and that year his father took him. His oh, wow. father took, yeah, because he was, he was remarried now and having his first child. So he said, I don't, you know, I was thinking about taking my son with me to the Philippines. He said, well, before you do that, he goes, can he live with me for one year? So it worked out because That's I was nice. able to go yeah. to the Philippines. But 
my, my time there, although very valuable because I taught English, I worked for nonprofits and all that kind of stuff was cut short in three months because my, my uncle passed away of cancer. Yeah. So my mom called me back and said, it's time to come home is nice efforts and all this kind of stuff. But she's like, Lisa, you cannot be a humanitarian or a philanthropist unless you have millions and millions of dollars. Right. And my God, my mom, God bless her heart. You know, like I, I lost her in 2018, but she, I mean, she, I know she really meant well because she was a very generous person, mm-hmm. but I think that from a perspective of like, you know, I think of her, her concern of like me kind of just getting lost in this humanitarian world yeah. and not being able to survive. She was just like, Hey, look, why don't you come back? Just continue working on your real estate career. And then, um, and then, you know, when you later on in life, you know, after, you know, my son Tristan is done, she's like, then you can go back and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to let everyone, the audience know that when sometimes someone has, this, you know, as much as I had learned so much at the time, I didn't even know I was set for another spiritual awakening, you yeah. know, and there was a series of probably, I guess, wait, when did I go 2012 to maybe about six years that I had gone back into the business. I left it. I was doing other things. I had falling out with my mom, just all these other things again, too. Life was just happening. Mm-hmm. And for the love of me, I couldn't remember everything I practiced. I just kind of went back to what you call it. And then, of course, my mom ended up getting cancer. And then, you know, I, you know, that was really big for us because she was like the matriarch of the family and the mm-hmm. head of the business. And that's when I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to return to real estate and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then we, I lost her in 2018. Mm-hmm. But I think that was just the next wave of my second awakening, yeah. which really brought me to like full awareness of where I am today. So tell us about what you're doing today and what, what um, you offer or your, your program and your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called 8 billion. And interestingly enough, um, like I said, you know, at first year after my mom passed, it was very much of a healing because it's the loss of her in the physical realm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think just really one off year. And then the next year had progressed and I, you know, my son and I moved down to South Orange County so he could play baseball and all this kind of stuff. But what I didn't realize, and when I'm telling you ladies, when I had to turn within is for me after his father, after I had separated from his father, I have not, and my son's 17, I've had a series of events where I was always attracting the same guy with a different Mm -hmm. name tag. Yeah. And I did not. And one, I wasn't aware that I was an empath, you know, two, I was either, you know, it it just didn't work out nothing longer than six months, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was just looking, I couldn't figure out the patterns. And then, you know, and it was just, I mean, I don't know what the the universe is probably like, she's not getting it. You know what I mean? And (laughs) a lot of us are like that. We get hit with the same messages over and over again. And sometimes we just don't listen. I mean, ladies, it was like a series of seven or same type, you know, and it was hard because that's when I realized, wow, I don't love myself or I not, you know what I mean? I am either like holding on to the programs of unworthiness, abandonment, undeserving, all of that kind of stuff. And interestingly enough, I was just like, the universe was just screaming loud and it was probably the last relationship that I had that was similar to that at the end of 2019 that brought me into like a tailspin 
And then I first half of 2020, I ended up having this huge awakening. And then that's when everything started, like everything started dumping on me. But then at the same time, I started to realize that I had a calling and my calling was to serve others. And I had this visions because I was starting to tap in, like I was starting to tap into source and my spirit guides. Were you meditating to do that? I was meditating. Mm -hmm. And then I actually hired, well, she, I call her, she was, I mean, you know, she's, I've had her on my podcast. So if anyone ever wants to watch that, her name is Marissa Graco. She was like my Reiki healer, but energy healer all together, because we've done crazy things like meditation. We've done astral projections we've done, but I remember the first thing that I did was I, I saw her and I said, I have this anxiety and this heaviness in my chest. And for the first time, I don't think it's mine. And she goes, you got it. She goes, you totally got it. (laughs) And so I started working with her. um, And it was right before we went into lockdown. Mm -hmm. And because I had seen such great results in my meditation practices with her, I even I went I was, I was having sessions with her once a week and even through the pandemic. So our, even our sessions were remote. Yeah. And then, like I said, when you, when you start to realize and you start answering to a call that feels so deeply embedded in your soul, it mm-hmm. takes you down these roads. Now I thought I was going to be a business connector and I thought I was going to do big things and connect business people. Little did I ever know I would start out as live streaming and then move into a podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then the podcast called 8 billion is very deeply spiritual in nature. And so it's very, so, you know, my intro is, you know, discover, uncovering and discovering the purpose of every, every person on this planet. And even then I was just like, yeah, you know, cause I was telling a friend when I was creating the whole brand, I was just like, there's so many stories, like 8 billion stories. Cause there's 8 billion people mm-hmm. and we both stop. And she said, that's what it's called. And we said <laughs> 8 billion. I love that. Yeah. yeah that's but, amazing. Right. And then, but in essence, what it is, is everyone's like, how are you going to interview 8 billion? I said, no, there's a light in <laughs> every human being. We are all <laughs> spiritual beings having a physical experience. Right. And it was very general across the board. So I could interview anyone, but I love doing podcasts like this because I get to really talk about, you know, this healing journey. And yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm realizing as I'm recording podcasts, not to turn it around about me again, but you know, (laughs) Um, this is the only thing I have experience with is me, (laughs) but um. I'm realizing like, yeah, I, you know, I'm interviewing all these great people talking about their journeys and their life. And like, I, I haven't talked to anyone about my journey, not that I have to, but it's just like, yes, I understand. Cause I understand. Been there, mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, I have a great idea. You can come <laughs> on 8 billion and, t- and we could switch roles. <laughs> and then I could even have, well, if you guys want to come on as mother and daughter, or if not, I could have you on separately. It'd be oh, completely I don't... an honor. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. I was on my, I was a guest on my very first podcast this last Thursday. Um, so I've actually been on one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. I would love to do that, but we can talk about that later too. Okay. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Have your people call our people. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, right? I said yes to the calling and, you know, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I just said, okay, I'm here to help humanity. 
<laughs> and then one day this time last year, I was like, what I, I just, you know, I had an imparted download and then I felt like source say, okay, it's time to start. And I was like, what? And then I was like, what am I going to do? And then I looked at my phone and it's, it showed me an app of my friend who started in the Philippines. It was live streaming app. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I'm going to live stream. And then, you know, and everyone's all like, are you having this conversation? I'm all like, yes, I'm having a conversation <laughs> with my spirit guides and source in my head. Yeah. And some people may, and, and, you know, when you go down that journey, depending on how deep your meditations go and you open up your crown chakra, you can connect to your spirit guides. And that's yep. in essence, what happened to me. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I said, 20, I mean, I was like, live streamers are for teenagers and 20 year olds. I was like, I'm in my forties. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're starting. And it was in the Philippines. So well, I started, huh? Yeah, I said, cool. I said, wow. <laughs> and it went back to the Philippines. Yeah. And it was amazing because they said, if you start it and you do good, then you know, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And literally months. I had all my friends and family as an audience. I had done, I think 16 to 20 live streams. I only live streamed once, once, once a week, but I had this following. And then after that, my cousin asked me, she goes, have you ever thought of podcasting? And then I was like, no. And then (laughs) she was all like, well, you should consider it. Mm -hmm. And in a week, I started a podcast called Alien. Don't you love that? So I I agree when, if it's meant to be, then things the universe will send things to you to make it happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So things happen quickly when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. it feels right the whole time too. Yeah. There's no obstacles. Things just come easy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am one of those souls here on this planet that have a mission and it's deeply, and it's crazy though, because when I first started the mission, like I, you know, I just knew I wanted to share stories. It was very much like Jay Shetty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just, that's what yeah. I feel like too. I just want to share people's stories yeah. and how they've overcome something. So if you hear their story, then you know that you have the ability to also do the same thing and find yes. different ways to help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's, that's, and then, then as you know, like, I, like I'm saying, once you start, it just keeps opening up more and more and you still, it, spirituality is a never ending process. There's way more to ascend. You, you, I mean, because you reach this doesn't mean like it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, to be honest with you, even recently I had a breakup <laughs> that sent me into another, I was like, no, how am I doing this? What am I doing? You know, I always, to my clients, I always say, well, you know, you just need some time by yourself a bit. Well, I think that's what it was. It was just, sometimes you also understand that, you know, and that was another way to practice it. Like I, my stories are no longer, I'm abandoned. I'm unworthy. I'm, it's not my story anymore. Mm -hmm. It was for many years controlling me. But when you find that love within you just start to realize, you know what I mean? You could start seeing you're more aware of things. Right. And then the, the right people will come and the wrong people right. just float away. It's that easy. Yeah, it's, it, it is. And we teach people how to treat us in the way that we treat ourselves. So if we allow, if we are outwardly negative to ourselves, and Britt can probably attest to this, I've definitely have said a lot of negative things about myself. And one time I remember Britt saying, why are you so bad? You're so mean to yourself. And I'm like, I really am. I have yeah. to stop, mm-hmm. especially in front of Britt. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. like, it was just sad because I, I went on a trip with her and her friends and yeah. it was like, 
so many, so much negative self-talk and it's just, um, it's sad, you know, I've gotten like, better. Yeah. yeah we're obviously better. entitled to our own insecurities and everything, but it was just like, Oh, but you're so beautiful. Right. <laughs> you know, like, stop. That's my mom. You're talking about. Right. right. Stop right. it, Elizabeth. Don't do never, that. <laughs> I would never say any of those things to anyone else. Exactly. Why would I say it to myself? So that's, yeah. you know, that's what I live by now. I'm not going to say it to, to Brittany, then I wouldn't say it to me. Right. 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 You got to treat yourself with so much love and grace. And it's hard. Know. Though. It's so hard. It know? is. Yeah, we it is. I mean, I have so to poorly. admit, like my breakup has been recent, but I have to admit, like at one point I was just like, it was just the shock value. And then I was like, how is this happening? I'm spiritual. This couldn't happen to me. I saw all the signs and all this. That's not the right person. Yeah, but that, or, or the person was there for a reason. And then like, yeah. I don't know, to teach you something about yourself again. Absolutely. You know, what that is, <laughs> and it's just sometimes maybe like you are meant to be together just for that time. And yeah. then sometimes when you're off, I mean, he's very spiritual. He's an amazing, he's an amazing guy. And we, we both had missions, but our missions were not really aligned. And yeah. so I think that played a big role in it, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so nice to talk to you. No, it's amazing. I was like, I could do this all day, every day, ladies. I wish I was like, I wish I could be on 10 podcasts like this a day. Well, that's why you have the podcast. Right. Yeah, I know. So your podcast is called 8 Billion. um, And your website for the podcast is 8billionproject.com, correct? Correct. And for anyone listening in the audience, it's spelled out. So it's E-I-G-H-T. Yes. Not the number, the word. Um, so do you have anything else to share that you're doing now that you would like to promote? Well, don't you listen know, to your podcast. You no, know, you know, so on a career and career wise, I still do real estate, but although like this has been an absolutely crazy market all across the nation. Right. Yeah. And it's given me the ability to just really, um, build my spiritual life and really, um, hone in on this, on this project. Cause it really is, you know, I've heard from my spiritual advisors who I've done soul memories with, and they said, you know, it's like your devotion. It's almost like when you can't live without it, like yeah. doing what you do, that's yeah. how, you know, you're on mission. Right. Like I said, once you know the truth, you can't unknow it. So now, you know, this is your mission. You can't stop that. That's not something that you're going to stop doing. It may shift and change and look different, but it's, you're serving people period. Yeah, absolutely. So no, that, I mean, that, that becomes it. Like I, like I hired, you know, it was interesting. I ended up hiring in one year, I ended up hiring a publicist. So I have a publicist and a public relations rep. I know I was just like, (laughs) and it's so, it's so crazy because I know it's so, when I talk about it, I I try and tell people like, it's not this fancy thing. She's like on board. (laughs) She's like helping me with everything and all this kind of stuff. But she just, it, it was absolutely just, more, I mean, it was about the mission. It was about her healing process in, 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 yeah. in return too. I agree. She's, people that yeah. will join you will want to have the same mission and beliefs and they want to help and serve people. Yeah. Brittany mm-hmm. just said before you came on, she should have been a publicist. <laughs> I'm thinking, you can and be you know what my, you know what my publicist uh, dubs herself or she's dubbed herself the accidental publicist because she yeah. wasn't a publicist for most of her career. Yeah. But those yeah. are the people that you want near you because you've, you've probably known her for a bit or uh no interestingly oh. enough exit my relate like I 
at the time she reached out to me because some, her client wanted to be on my podcast. And I was just like, Hmm, I had called out to the universe. I needed a publicist. And sure enough, I was just like, I ended up getting an email from her in a week. And so I said, after I took on her client as the guest, I said, Carrie, do you mind if I have, you know, some conversations with you? And interestingly enough, at the same time, Carrie walked into my life, I ended up the breakup ended up happening. So it was so weird how this switch happened (laughs) and there was no break. That's how, you know, like it's truly divine because God will put in. So then the mission doesn't fall apart. God gives you someone. So then, you know, like you just keep going. So it'd be like recording. Yeah. I record 20 (laughs) podcasts in one month and I'd cry and I'd be like, okay, put it together. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. I'm just so grateful for the journey. Good. I hope everyone feels that way, that yeah. they're grateful for their journey, you know, and I think looking inward is the first step to that. Um, yeah. I saw this post on Facebook recently, and I think I reposted it. It's something about the best thing I could have done for myself. I could probably find it, but I'm not going to look right now. <laughs> the best thing I could have done for myself as an adult was to look inward um, and figure out why I do the things that I do or how I act the way I, I forget exactly the words, but it is, that's truly the best thing I ever did as an adult was figure out why I am the way that I am, because it brings you all the way back to your past, brings you all the way back to what you've been through and how you've overcome things. And, you know, and, and, and when you do start to look back, you see different patterns and the patterns are the lessons, the lessons that we have to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. That's, you know, if I, if I could say the one most profound thing to do is turn in and it's so, it's so cliche. Cause you, I heard it all of my life. Yeah. But you didn't, you heard it at the right time. So I interviewed this great meditation teacher. His name's David G he's his episodes coming out soon, but um, before this one, and he said, and it's so true. People will, people hear the message when they're supposed to. He said, there's three things. It has to be the right message at the right time and from the right person. And you're right, because we could hear that message over and over again from, let's say your mom, and we just don't listen to it. And then we hear it at the right time in our lives from the right person. And, and, and I know we've heard it before, but it makes sense now. So, you know, that's okay. We learn our lessons when we're supposed to, and we hear the message when we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. We are entering into the one of the greatest times in 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 Amer- I mean, in human history, right? Yeah. As the consciousness starts to collapse, and and we are going to return to who we you know, in remembering who we are. Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. Ooh, <laughs> then it must be true, right? Yeah. Goosebumps is truth. Goosebumps yeah. is truth, right? Everything is like you you feel it in your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So okay. So are you ready for our last questions that we asked yes. everybody? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, when you are at your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? I'm out like meditating probably close and with the, with ocean view. Cause I live oh. in Southern California, some of the yeah. most beautiful beaches. That's where I find my peace and solitude. Mm-hmm. I meditated for one of the first times on Carlsbad beach in <gasps> San Diego. In San Diego. Or Carlsbad in Carlsbad. Yeah, yeah, in Carlsbad, yeah. Which is near San Diego. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm only like about 30 minutes from northern San Diego. Very nice. Bert, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say, yeah, we're both ocean people too, aren't we? 
Yeah, sure? we're on the other ocean, the other side of the country. <laughs> the cold one. Where are you guys from? We're in Massachusetts. Brittany's in Rhode Island and I'm in Massachusetts. Oh, how far are you from Boston? Or you are in Boston? Um, she's probably like 45 minutes. I'm like an hour-ish, maybe an hour 20. Not depending. far. Like, yeah, not far. You can jump on a train and be there in a half an hour or so. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're spoiled. We have so many great things around us. You yeah. know, very yeah, nice right? convenient. And the ocean, the cold ocean. <laughs> cold ocean that has sharks now, Britt. So it can't yeah. be that cold. I know. I saw the shark. You saw a shark? There was a shark at Narragansett Beach the other day, yeah. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Don't go to the beach. See, now I'm going to worry because I'm the mother. So, <laughs> Right? Yeah. Every time there's an ambulance or fire truck, I text Brittany and say, what are you doing? What, what's up? <laughs> she's literally 20, 25 minutes away. So there's no way. Hopefully it's never her, but I always worry. Okay. <laughs> this is why I meditate. Um <laughs> Okay, question number two, you ready? Yes. What is your favorite self-help kind of or spiritual or book, any kind of reading that you would suggest to someone? Do you have one? And it's okay if you don't. You know, to be honest with you, when I went through like my second, like the big awakening, for me, what I did was a lot of just meditation. So I haven't read to be honest with you, like a lot of books, a lot of them are my old personal development books. Yeah. But you know, there's so many great, I, you know, I know that there's so many great books on spirituality. Mine was really tapping into really practicing the meditation. I spent a lot of time doing that. If you do like to read, I could suggest a couple for you. you could you please? <laughs> I, would. I listen to I, books on audible. They should be one of my, um, um, what are they called? Brittany? advertisers yeah the sponsor they should be one of our sponsors because I talk about them almost every episode and how I listen to books on audible and I don't read books anymore because I have a really hard time comprehending when I read stuff on paper so I listen and um the untethered soul I think you would really like untethered soul I will definitely that's a good one I mean, here's the thing, guys. I have so many of them. I buy them and then people like, you know, especially being a podcast host, I have so many books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I even have uh, Jay Shetty's book I haven't even read it yet. Oh, you know what I do? I, I, and this I've said on the podcast a zillion times is, and I listen, someone turns me on to a book, I'll listen to it on Audible and then I'll buy the hard copy because I want to highlight the things that I liked. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, I know, <laughs> but- you know, I have a whole bunch of books over there on the bookshelf behind me. You probably can't see them. But by far, Untethered Soul is a really a big favorite of yours. I have I have a handful of favorites, but okay. that one definitely. Um, it's Michael Singer, and he. I just recently finished one called from him, which most of it is great. Part of it is about how he built a business. I'm just going to find it. Um. The surrender experiment. Mm. Yeah. It was now good. it's an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a, a story about his life and how he came to who where he is now. And what he realized was he needed to, this is the book in a nutshell, so you don't have to read it, but <laughs> just decided that which whatever opportunities came to him, he would surrender and say yes, no matter what the voice in his head was saying. 
mm-hmm. fighting against everything to say no, no, no. He would say yes. So he surrendered to whatever the universe sent to him. Okay. I at one point did he ever think like, can I tell between whether it's that voice of my ego or what? Yes. Did, yeah, he talks or, a lot about the voice in his head and how he realized Oh, the and voice. deciphering between and discerning between the ego and spirit. Usually, yeah. He says in the book that usually the ego was the one saying no. <laughs> so he would just say yes. <laughs> I'm like, that would get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, like what? This, I, was I mean, like, it's, it's just an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally his whole life. I think it was his. It's in the in the, you know, trying to write a book about his life and how it all unfolded. He realized, I think, and I'm just I'm making this up, but I think he realized that what he did was he ended up once he realized there was a voice in his head, and he started doing yoga and meditation, that he realized was able to tell ego from. So, so Not. he's actually clear audience. No, I don't think so. Nope. I just think that he was saying the voices in his head were his ego and he was like bucking everything, like pushing it away and, and not wanting like this, all of these opportunities to come to him. He wanted to be a this and a that. And then this opportunity to come to teach in a college came to him and he was like, I don't want to do that. Everything in me says no, but I'm just going to say yes. So what happens in his life is he says yes a lot. He surrenders to the, to the universe, whatever is presented to him. And he takes those opportunities and it led him to where he is now, which pretty cool because he wrote Untethered Soul. And I love wow. that book. And <laughs> that book spoke to me um, in a spirit, on a spiritual level that I think you'll appreciate. No, I think you'll that... really like that book. The Surrender Experiment was interesting, but it was like, you know, a lot about his life and his life is interesting, but I was like, eh. yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know about the medical um, computer yeah. program that you created, but okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, I will say if there is one spiritual book I did watch or tried to read was A Course in Miracles. And I was like, oh. what is this? <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Try listening to that on Audible. <laughs> uh, right now? I was, I did. I listened to it. I'm like, what is this? I know. I was like, is this some like, is this this some secret? You know what I mean? Is it supposed to be so complicated that you can't comprehend it? Then that's how you get miracles. It's crazy. It's crazy. And there, I did listen to, I did listen to that book. I probably half listened to it and I'm half done and I'm not even finished. Cause I was like, I don't get it. But the untethered soul is really one of my favorites. And um, I, when I get my downloads, you call them, usually I'm walking or I'm in the shower. Um, and I don't know if it's, I think it's because I'm in nature, I'm outside, I'm alone and I'm not listening to any music or anything. And I get unbelievable thoughts and ideas and things and I go with it um, or in the shower. So, or in the shower. Yeah. You know, the yes. water is a great energy source. Yeah, it's so interesting. I even heard one of the readers say, um, he goes, yeah, I get all of my downloads in the shower. And I was like, yeah, it's hard because when I'm done, when I'm done with the walk or the shower, they're gone. It's gone. I can't. Oh, it's like you, it's like you open up. Yeah. Yeah. Like you open up a portal maybe or, or something. Bring your phone to dictate them. Yeah. I bring my phone in the shower. Yeah. You can. Waterproof. Yeah. (laughs) 
I would never do that. I'd probably ruin it knowing me. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? Dunk it under the water. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, when I'm on my walks, I just talk into my watch. There you go. Perfect. Myself notes. I've written half my book on my watch. <laughs> oh, wait. So are you writing a book? Yeah. Yo, okay. Yep. I started during the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't leave the house though. I was just like, well, (laughs) yeah, that's what heal is actually started as my, my book. Oh, that's amazing. It's the format of the book. So, and then I just decided to do a podcast to avoid finishing the book for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is, yeah. (laughs) it's it's crazy or you could yeah you could just take a break and then when you've done all the podcasts it would be just a compilation of stories that's it could be basically what I was gonna do with eight billion because eight billion I think you need to I think that's a no-brainer I mean you've got all the transcripts probably somewhere right you could just throw it in a book well, it was interesting too, because I have friends that are film filmmakers and they're like, if you ever want to make a film. And I was just like, wow, there's like, yes, story. you could do some sort of a documentary. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. let me know when you That's- do that. I'll help. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just absolutely loving this whole network of, of souls that I'm just connecting mm-hmm. to. It just feels so, it's so healing for me. Yeah. I, it's definitely for me, for sure. Yeah. Definitely for me, getting to listen to other people and hear what they've been through and how they've overcome it is just uplifting, encouraging, inspiring. And I hope that, uh, that it, everyone who listens feels the same way. Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. I have one more question for you and then we're done, Lisa. Are you ready? I'm ready. And everyone always has the same answer. So I'm curious to see what your answer will be. If money <laughs> wasn't an object, what would you be doing? Mm, I'd be humanitarian which is sort of what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone says they'll be doing exactly what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of what you're doing. Yeah, no, right. it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my, it's really my mission. I mean, honestly, if, you know, on a very, you know, of course, when I, when I go out and I represent the brand, but on a very deeply spiritual um, mission, it's really, um, it's bringing the 5D, the 5D down to the 3D. Mm-hmm. bring us back up bring us mm-hmm. up there yeah I know and I was there. telling that with uh I went with, through a lady whom I met in the UK she's actually a good friend of mine now and she did the soul memory and she goes your mission is to go 5d is to bring 5d consciousness down to 3d and she goes and other people's mission is to go 3d to 5d so mm-hmm. I guess that's what's happening in the collective so I'll meet at like, 4d I know you know exactly I was like how do I teach that when I, when I haven't even shed my ego? And she goes, that's why your mission becomes Listen, awareness, awareness of ego automatically. Well, right? it starts the process of shedding ego. So it starts the process. I the know moment that you're aware of it is. It starts the process, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. beautiful thing, everyone. Is. <laughs> awareness is everything as is energy. <laughs> energy and awareness. It's all very important. Well, it was really nice to talk to you and get to know you, Lisa. And what if, if you ever need us on your podcast, we'll definitely be guests on your podcast, but you I don't have love to, that. don't feel like you have to. No, 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 no. Uh, because yeah, that's, I'd love to have you as guests and we can talk about that offline. It would awesome. be truly an honor. For me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us and chat with us today. Britt, do you have any other questions? 
No, it was amazing. What an awesome story. I feel like this was a really good conversation. So yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Thanks, Britt, for being here too. It's so yeah, nice to thank see you, your face. <laughs> so nice to hear your voice. <laughs> and Lisa, do you have anything else that you wanted to say to our guests? You know, I just wanted to say, you know, don't and don't be afraid to take that journey. Women first. Women, yeah, it's the only way. It's the it's only way the you only can. Way. It is the only way. And yeah. I promise you, you will, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it will do amazing things for your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your whole life will change. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Heal. Britt and I will be back in just a moment. That was amazing. Thank you again so much for joining us for this episode of Heal. A big thank you to Lisa and Brittany for joining us for this episode. Remember, you can email us at talktoheelpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns or ideas or suggestions. We love hearing from you. Also, if you're curious to check out some of my local offerings in Mansfield, Massachusetts, you can visit mainstreammeditation.com and there you can see what I offer for classes and workshops. As always, until next time, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Bye.